Welcome to Breakdown to Build Up, a podcast on existential living, an uplifting, educational, and entertaining inquiry into life's big questions with me, your host, artist, educator, and all-around Renaissance human being, Jordan Guzman. Well, hello. It's been a week. I feel like I just did this yesterday. And here I am. I finished, I don't know if I mentioned it before on my other podcast, but I had been doing a freelance photography gig for pretty much from all of November and into, um, or it ended last week. And I learned so much about myself during that time and all the moments up until the time that I started the gig and I have felt like a cheetah and I had kind of this moment of reckoning right before November um, when I needed to find something for work and I had been kind of resisting it because I had had so much fun (laughs) during the summer and I didn't want it to end. So um, I had to give myself a hard dose of reality and, um, and say yes to doing this gig and, and to just kind of getting back, dipping my, my feet back. And I didn't dip. Actually, I dove right in hardcore Um, It was a lot of work, a lot of strenuous work um, physically as well as um, I wouldn't say some maybe emotionally because I because I I mean, making this podcast is about the most technological thing that I do that I enjoy doing. That is I have found really simple for me. I don't have to do that much for it. And, but when it comes to, um, work where I have to be on a computer for a long time or sitting there for a long time, uh, and namely for this position, it was, uh, not only taking the pictures in the morning at different schools around town, but, um, doing the post-production work. So not that much editing, but selecting the photographs and uploading them and, I got so many flashbacks of from when I was in college and even in my elementary school years where it would just take me so long to do things. And in elementary school, you know, this was before I got diagnosed with dyslexia or some type of learning um, difference you know, taking the FCAT for the first time and doing these standardized tests, I was so like, I didn't really understand what the heck was going on with those tests. I didn't take them seriously. I didn't really like, I just remember being very, um, spacey during that whole, like a testing, just testing and being in an auditorium full of like 
200, I don't know, 300 kids and taking forever and literally being the last, literally the last child in a room full of, I don't know, I don't know if 300 is an exaggeration because they did space us out a lot so you couldn't cheat. So, but a whole auditorium, that's a lot of space. That's a lot of kids. And being the last one or one of the last children to take one of those tests is, um, uh, you know, just feeling and going kind of back to that moment is like, was, was kind of like emotionally tough. Cause I feel like I get reminded, um, of just my, you know, struggles when it comes to like, well, the FCAT is reading and comprehending and answering the questions and it seems really easy, right? But when your brain doesn't work in the way that you think it should and comprehend, it it's, it becomes very overwhelming. Um, so how does selecting pictures become overwhelming? Well, my eyeballs get all mismatched with the words or like the name of the files. And, and anyway, it was just taking me forever. And it reminded me of my early dyslexic trauma. <laughs> it was, it was very triggering in that way. <laughs> and not only on top of that, you know, there's the, the parts of me that, that um, feel the need to overcompensate. And if you have any kind of like you know, learning difference or literally anything that you have that is like some kind of deficit or difference and somebody else can do it easily better, no matter what it is, if it's learning difference or not, sometimes it feels like you have to overcompensate and overdo whatever it is that you need to do just to like make yourself feel like you're on the same playing field you know, as everybody else for different things. So, um, you know, and that kind of leads to a lot of perfectionism. And it was just like, for me, it was like a hot mess. And I was taking way too long to do something that, you know, took other people um, literally like five, they were doing it like five times faster than I was, I learned. And that was, um, that was kind of hard to take because I, I had to work through that um, internally. And, but, you know, the season is done. I'm done taking pictures of little cute kids around town. And what I learned from that time doing that and then the kind of the months before that leading up, you know, leading up to taking that job, I definitely feel like a cheetah. I don't know if I just said that, but I kind of like spent a month like a cheetah on the hunt for a gazelle. And as soon as I dropped off all my equipment and everything, I felt like I could finally rest and lounge and do nothing for a little bit. Um, And if you have a job where you have, like, it's high stress and high movement and, and 
like a lot of moving, like you're literally moving around and doing, you know, just kind of like going from here and there. Bruh. I hope y'all are taking care of yourselves because definitely during that time, my self-care went out the window. Um, fun. Like, I mean, I was having fun at work. It was very exciting and very adventurous and I, uh, adventurous. And I felt like I was going around town, meeting all these new faces, uh, making new friends, seeing a lot of cool, like a lot of different schools around Broward County. Um, and it was great. There were so many wonderful things about it. Now that it's done, I'm taking the time to reflect on, you know, how I, I felt during, you know, during that time. But it was very exciting. It was super exciting. I love the people that I was working with and working for, for that time. It was such a big shift from um, just... It was a big shift and it was very refreshing to see or and to experience um, just, I don't know, like a, a healthier work environment, frankly. So now I have some time to myself. And it was funny because I was thinking, you know, I have like, you know, some time before I start something else, like a new, you know, gig that I'm going to be starting soon in the next week. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, during this time, I have about a week and a half or so. Why am I not doing all the stuff that I wanted, you know, that I was doing in the summer, like, you know, going out, riding my bike and, and being outside and I don't know, just being like free and frolicky. And this time around, you know, I, I I was in my head thinking, okay, as soon as I finish this job, I'm going to go out and like do all this stuff. Nah, bro. No. I've been laying down a lot. I'm telling you, like a cheetah, like a lioness who has just caught something, ate a bag, big fat meal, and then is like, I'm just going to sit in the sun for like three hours, four hours and sleep. <laughs> um, so going with that flow and I've had to tell myself and had conversations with myself that every, you know, season will call for different things and rest and recovery is really important. And that, you know, it's hard for me as a kind of like, I have like a very strong, like internal motor when I want to do something, when I'm super excited to do something. And um, so it's hard to, I don't want to say turn that off because I don't think I have to turn it off, but it's hard for me to take the time to like put some oil in the engine and like self-care. And I'm all about self-care. But when I get busy, I throw that crap out of the window and that's like my life for it. That's my, that's the center of my, my, it's the star in my universe. And I totally forgot about it during that whole time. Um, so I'm, I think I'm kind of like paying for that now, but when the new thing comes around, now I know, um, how to pace myself and just to kind of pick gigs that are not as like super hardcore, but I learned, I learned my lesson young. 
I have on um, a Word document open with some words that just kind of like a brain dump, brainstorm when figuring out what to what to talk about. And at the beginning of these podcasts, I would spend a lot of time, you know, writing out a script for myself and then just reading it out aloud. And I think that helped me for that time to get started. But y'all, I just can't do that now. I'm not even interested in doing that, in writing out a script and then like, and then reciting it or something, unless I'm going to do like a poem or something. And I think I, I I don't know if I can, if I can do that or if that's the trajectory of this. I I don't know. You guys who are listening, what are you receiving uh, from, from this kind of style of talking? I want to know. I want to hear from you. So please tell me. I did make it a little bit longer as my friend Kelly. Thank you, Kelly. Um, suggested because they were like 10, you know, 10 minutes and writing like a little write-up, which was very efficient when it came to kind of the whole recording process. Um, but she gave me feedback, which I understand, um, to make it a little bit longer so that I guess while well, you guys want to work and do dishes and, and, uh, and, and, um, I don't know, whatever else, the things that you do while you're listening, you know, it's a little bit longer. And I get that because I do that too. You know, 10 minutes is kind of short. So I'm trying to find a sweet spot when it comes to time, the length. And if this style, if you guys are liking it or feeling it or have some details, you know, or, or I mean, some feedback for, um, for how I can improve. Okay. So let me get back to this word doc. Cause this has just been words that have been floating in my head. A lot of ideas coming at me, um, that I've been thinking about. And that includes rewriting your story, spirituality, defining spirituality, what that means to me, control, power, service, reframing, Surrender, children, what you know versus what you live, education, being a self-learner. What I'm thinking right now or visualizing is when you hear these words, this collection of words, what does it bring up for you? What do you think about when you hear rewriting your story? What is spirituality to you? What does it mean to be in control? What does it mean to have power? What does it mean to be in service? What is rest? How do I rest? Reframing situations. What is surrender? Children. Oh, God. Children. 
And what do you know? What have you studied? What have you learned? Like through a book or through research versus your lived experience, what you actually live. What is a good education? And self-learner, being a self-learner. What does that mean? What does it mean to be a self-learner? And how does that fit into education, whether it's formal or the education that you learn from your parents or growing up from your family? If I can go back to the first one for rewriting your story, I've been reading this book called She Strategy by Julia, uh, I think it's Aquino Serrano. And it's called A Guide to Disrupting Limiting Beliefs and Creating a Plan for a Lifetime of Success. And I'm moving through this book very slowly because I decided that I needed something, uh, needed something as a guide or questions that I needed to ask myself and reflect on as I try and create a plan um, for future public programming and just, you know, plans that I have for, you know, for, I guess, career-wise and professionally as an artist and as an educator. And one of the, some of the questions that she asks in this book are, you know, she asks you questions that make you think about the story that you tell when it comes to different, I guess, topics in your life. So one of the questions would be, what is the story you tell when others ask about your schoolwork or your job? And how you frame that. And I've been answering these series of questions. And I came to a pause. I haven't gone back to it yet. Because in. Especially through. Because I've been so. um, Passionate. About. You know self-empowerment. And creative expression. And living a life. That is true. To who I am. And. And that whole process is exhilarating. It is also very scary because you have to confront the stories and narratives that you have collected over time, either subconsciously or subconsciously and consciously and piercing through the veil of your conscious to get to what is really um, quote unquote, in the back of your head, like in the back of your mind and digging through there. It's like, it's like, like a river or a lake where in the dirt, you know, the mud settles on the bottom of the ocean and then something comes up and like hits it. And then all the stuff comes up from the bottom of the ocean. That can be very unsettling. Um, if you don't, you know, if you're, it, that can be very unsettling. Um, but I, I've, I've kind of like liked and enjoyed, and that's what they would call, people would call shadow work. 
And I've liked and enjoyed that process. I've, I've come to really enjoy it and like it. And I have felt that the most powerful change in my life um, has come through um, working with my subconscious. And, the, and my dreams, because I have very vivid dreams, help me a lot in, um, in kind of seeing, for me, dreams are like that, that rock or boulder being thrown into an ocean. And then, you know, just the bottom or like a little river lake, and then the bottom being unsettled and coming up. Those are what my dreams are like to me. And then they reveal to me in symbols and through imagery, uh, kind of what's going on in the back of my psyche. And I really enjoy the process of creating meaning out of that. And getting in tune with them, my emotions. <clears throat> so I guess another thing I could write down on this brain dump is what what do your dreams mean to you? Um, and if you have a really cool dream, like one that is like was super vivid, and can you can you send it to me? <laughs> I really do like interpreting dreams. Well, when it, I, I've used all that kind of my dream information in order to help me rewrite my story now and kind of seeing what is in my subconscious, what are those beliefs that are hanging back there and how they dictate my life. And I like being able to bring that into my conscious awareness um and you know i think it, i think what has helped me again the most is bridging that gap between my subconscious and conscious mind and between um kind of like i think back there in the subconscious is i don't think it's where all truth lies i don't think it's the ticket to like you know, you just got to live out what's in your subconscious and, you know, and you're on the right path or something, but it just is our, it's information. It's information that you can use to build a strong sense of self that you can then use that can be in service to your ego and in service to, I guess, your kind of like outward shell avatar. <laughs> um, I don't have any like now. Okay. So rewriting your story, the next thing is spirituality. So that kind of helps me <laughs> a segue into spirituality. And so what do you think of when you think of spirituality? That's a really big topic. And uh, my friend Melissa and I were talking about, you know, what, what is spirituality and defining that. And for me, it has come down to um, spirituality is connecting with the intangibles of life the intangibility, intangibilities of life. Oops. So getting in touch 
with the intangibles of life, to me, it's, and I've been interested in my art, um, with this in my art since college and uh, learning about physics, is that space, that's the space is like in between things, okay? Like there's two people in space in between them or the space between me and this mic, the space between my fingers, the space between like the air that's moving through and around my tongue as it moves and to make noises, all of those like intangibilities or even the, you know, the, the, the force or the stuff that is holding things together and holding like that web that's holding everything in place. That being in connection, in communion, in touch, in awareness of those things um, and whatever or whatever that experience looks like to you, for me, that's what spirituality is. And I think that people have um, met in their own way because of their life experiences, their culture, so many different factors that come into play, um, you know, and for, for other people, other people prefer a spirituality or a communion with that intangibility of life and they like it defined they like that or they prefer to have it defined as God, as Jesus, as uh, Krishna or as whatever. And other people do not need it to be defined with a name, with a book in order to connect with that. I don't need it. I don't need it to have a name. I don't need for me to have communion with the intangibles of life. I find that in poetry, in music, in art, in laughter, in love, in passion. in adventure, in nature. Those things to me are where I learned the biggest lessons in pain, in anguish and agony, because there I can like really alchemize and turn all that stuff into, into gold or into useful information. That whole process to me, I mean, for me really, um, the act of living puts me in touch with my spirituality or with, you know, with, with something other than what is tangible.
And the way that that belief system works for me is I, I am so much better at surrendering um, control over situations, over people, over things. And not that's not to say I don't like, uh, I don't want order. It's not a way to invite chaos. But for me, it's a way to be okay with the reality of things. It's a way for me to surrender control, surrender power. Or to believe that my my inner power doesn't come from trying to control everything or that power doesn't come from trying to make everything be as I wish it to be. But that an inner power comes from, I mean, exactly that, from inward, not from controlling external circumstances. But an inner strength, an inner core that is, I won't say impermeable, but an inner core that's, you know, just strong, like bamboo. And I can rest with that. I think now I'm seeing how all these collection of words are coming together. Thanks, brain. And I can rest in that. I feel like that's what helps me kind of just sit back and relax a little, you know. What does this collection of words make you think of? Write to me. Speak to me. Is there anybody out there? I think that's all I have to share for this week. Thank you all for listening. I am done. Thank you for joining me on this week's episode of Breakdown and Build Up. Stay in touch with me on Instagram at Jordan Guzman Art. You can email me at jordanguzmanart at gmail.com. My website is jordanguzmanart.com. Consider supporting the podcast and my creative ventures by making a one-time donation or even becoming a patron on Patreon. By making a monthly contribution, you can have access to behind-the-scenes content, my art, poetry, writings, and other exclusive creative musings that I don't share on other social media platforms. Follow the Patreon link in the show notes for more information. Until next time, may you be happy, may you be healthy, may you be at peace. May the light of your life be a blessing to all. Be well, my friends.